2: Cuz
3: Cuz a Roo Who a are these podcasts? They do a show about shows.
2: This is a podcasting
3: expert. It's hilarious. The show's hilarious. It's showtime.
4: W A T I N G P Hello, Bag Slappers and Cuzzaroos, and welcome to another episode of Who Are These Podcasts, the only show that is calling the police. I'm your host, Cara. With me this week is host of The Dick Show, Dick Masterson.
2: Hey, what's up, man? That's cool. I didn't know I was in your intro now. You are a podcasting expert, though. Dude,
4: as soon as you said that, I'm like, well, I'm definitely going to grab that ISO. (laughs) Uh, If you'd like to support the show, please buy our merchandise. We have shirts that are very durable. And And so... Go to whoarethese.com. Click on the link to our wehavemerch.com page. Remember that wearing a WATP shirt virtue signals your disdain for Maddox. Uh-huh. Leave us a voicemail, 585 612 1388. Email the show, WATP show at gmail. We encourage our listeners to give us a five star review on iTunes and then shit all over us in the comments section. Uh-huh. Today we'll be reviewing a podcast called Percast, a suggestion that came in from Jen from the Jingles Department. Dick and I have both listened to the show separately. We have not discussed it with each other beforehand. Dick, this is a show that's starring three women, Sarah, Ashley, and Steven.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's
4: so, so hard to listen to. I want to start off. So the hosts are Sarah Iyer and Stephen Ray Morris. And they have this, uh, this guest on, Ashley, who's the youngest old cat lady on Instagram. But I want to start off talking about Steven.
2: I gotta say, I could smell the cat piss coming through <laughs> this podcast. Like, I've never had a smell reaction, but it stuck with me for days after listening to these listening to these crazy people talking about cats. For My
4: long. iPhone is worth less as a trade-in now because it was, yeah. it's so much cat piss.
2: I had to plug in a, a bunch of, uh, I had to just dump beer all over my house to get the smell. Like, ah, that musty beer. That's what I need. Wait. And I still think I can detect the cat piss, the lingering cat
4: piss. I'm going uh, to play a clip here, Dick. This is this guy, Steven. He says like a lot.
2: Their guest advised that you take a shot every time. I think every time she said, <laughs> like, and I, I did that and I died. Within 10 minutes of alcohol poisoning. W- listening to this podcast made me realize how some people live, that yes. they live with and they're friends with people who speak in a way that's like taking an ice pick to the side of your head.
4: Dick, uh, we have to we had to start control. playing clips because people don't know what we're talking about. You're exactly right, and I can't wait to get into this. I want to start with talking about Steven. This is a sentence that he says. He has 11 likes in 19 seconds. See if you can count him at home. It was just, it was like, it almost like kind of hit
5: me almost like, Oh yeah, I'm so lucky to be able to like go home and like have a cat at home and like have yeah. Penny Lane to come home to. And it's like, even though it's not this thing where it's like,
0: oh we love you. you know, right. It's just like
5: the fact that there's this other It's a
0: companion. Here. Yeah, it's yeah. like there
5: and it's like you're never gonna be alone, you know?
0: Yeah, it's just
4: like really nice. How sad is that?
0: This guy oh, Steven man, ding
4: ding ding, ding. <laughs> This guy Steven, you know, it's great to have a cat, you'll never be alone. You know another way to not be alone? Don't be an insufferable douche. You might have some friends.
2: Pump the brakes on the likes, man. Oh, I, I,
4: part of me thinks he's just doing
2: it to fit in with the cat crowd that they won't accept you. And they won't accept you as one of their own. They'll, you know, they'll throw you back into the wild. They right. don't litter your sentences with likes.
4: I actually put together a like compilation, Dick. This is something that when I have a lot of free time on my hands, I like to do. I went in and just pulled each time this guy said, like, and he does, he's not even the worst offender. He speaks the least out of any of the women on the show. Yeah. And yet his likes are out of control. Here's my well, like. It's weird to hear a man do it. Yeah, it's exactly. It's weird to hear a man for when women like when women talk
2: I just tune it out anyway so i don't hear the likes i don't hear anything but course really throws me off
4: it's par for the course but yeah when this guy does it listen to this like compilation like 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 it's like like she's kind of like 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 it's like
2: it's like like it's
5: like it's 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 like 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 it's like it's like it's like like it's 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 like 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 it's like 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 it's like it's like 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 it's like 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 it's like it's like 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 it's like 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 like
4: Dick, I was gonna count the number of likes, but I can't count that high. I have no idea how many that was.
2: You gotta outsource it. Is, um, <laughs>
4: where, where do you live? Uh, we're up in Rochester, New
2: York. Okay, so living in L.A., yeah. I will tell you that you learn to adapt to that mm-hmm. mode of speaking. What and what I've noticed is anyone outside of L.A. It sounds like a, it sounds like an alien talking. I don't even want to use the word like, even as as a simile. Anymore. Right,
4: right. You don't even want to use it correctly anymore. No, because it's used poison. so goddamn much.
2: But living in LA, this is that is part and parcel. It, it is. It's. Uh, you walk down the street and there's a fog of likes coming out of every
4: coffee shop. Well, I pick up on this a lot because I listen to podcasts, and my whole thing is if you use that word over and over again when you're talking to people, all right, you're probably annoying, but I don't care. But when you do it on a show, you're supposed to be broadcasting. You're supposed to be a broadcaster. You're supposed to be professional. Try to be a broadcaster. This is an example of Steven. He can't even talk. He can't even get a sentence out. Yeah, no, that reminded me. There was somebody on
5: Twitter. I should remember what it was. But it's like, you know, people. It's like you know, people give cats a bad rap because they like, or or what people. Yeah, because it's like, cats will steal
4: food. Uh, what is going on there? They they can't edit that to make him sound semi coherent. What what are they doing? There's got to be a
2: like a podcasting app feature that just cuts likes. We have the technology to do that. I'm sure. That's just a stripping great. Stripping likes so that when you meet these hosts in real life, you think, what the? Where's did all these likes come from? When my girlfriend will be around certain friends, I'll yeah. feel the hairs on the back of my neck stand up because I hear them saying like, and I know it's like a it's like a a mind virus. Yes. Like, it'll get in there and infect her language. And I think, oh, baby, you, you got to change friends. You're hanging around with the wrong crowd now, these these light girls. You got
4: you to stop. I, I've caught myself in those situations. You're hanging out with certain people, and you're like, wait, I don't talk like this. Why why am I using these words that I'm using? This, yeah. is, not, this is not me at all.
2: Yeah.
4: Uh, you got you to protect 80s girl from that. That's not cool.
2: No, no. It's, it's, uh, and it's hard.
4: This is um, Stephen again. I, I'm focusing on Steven, then we'll move on. This is uh, one of Steven's jokes. He has a lot of jokes on this show.
5: I mean, it was, you know, it's like, it's, it's Big Dog, you know, instead of Big Pharma, it's Big Dog. <laughs> big you know, yeah. doing propaganda. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, uh, so I was thinking
0: about uh, so Big Dogs. dogs. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
5: also the Big Dog shirts or one of those things. What in the hell are you
1: talking about?
4: <laughs> so, so Stephen doesn't realize that Big Dog's not a funny joke because Big Dog is a thing. We all know what a Big Dog is. And then he yeah. has to explain. I mean, like, Big Pharma. Like, okay, well, then you lost me. The joke did not land at
2: all. I, I did enjoy his puns. He started out <laughs> like Arnold Schwarzenegger as Mr. Freeze. Yeah. Okay, with the ice puns, with cat puns. Like, it was a meowsing. I think I think I have a couple of those. I enjoyed that a lot. I oh. wanted more of it, uh, to be honest.
4: Yeah. The, here, here's one of the, the cat puns, which you'd expect from a show called The Cast. Here's hilarious banter it's
0: so dark and and uh <laughs> rainy and that we're like we need we need animals Is so
4: it? per capita
0: yeah per, yeah per, per capita per, per
5: uh, <laughs> yeah there we go <laughs> ah,
6: i can't fucking take it
3: uh,
4: these are these these are these dummies one-upping each other with ridiculousness oh yeah you said per capita i say per cat like what the fuck all the right cat here, piss it up. here's what you were talking about here's uh steven uh making a, another cat pun
6: taking all your data and then writing your thesis all right is that oh, a thing God. it's been over 10 years since know. i've been in school <laughs> yes me too
4: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
5: meow too
6: <Boo>!
4: uh, hey, <laughs> funny. What the fuck? who is listening to this for enjoyment
2: Who's... You know that that chick, the the guest who was talking about the llama farm and the cat, that yeah. I had to pause it several times because her vocal fry was so bad it was going to send me into a coma. Like I don't know how much clonopin she's on, oh but God. it was it was making my throat hurt listening to her uh, every sorry. I'm like, oh honey,
4: you, I know, you can't talk like that in real
2: life. You tell me you don't talk like that.
4: I wrote down a note. So this woman, Ashley. It's an amazing combination of Vocal Fry, Upspeak, and Valley Girl. She has all three going for herself. I don't know how she pulls it off. It's got to be exhausting. Yeah, you can tell. Just listen to her. You can
2: tell that she's exhausted from listening to herself.
4: And by the way, she's a shitty friend, too. Uh, I pulled this clip, which proves that
0: I drag my friends with me. They like, they have no interest in cats. And I'm like, we're going to the cat cafe. <laughs> like we're nice. going, you know, <laughs> they're like, fine, but we're only going for a few minutes. I'm like, that's all I need.
2: Oh, that was an LA thing. The cat cafe. Yeah. Were are you familiar you with this? Uh,
4: absolutely disgusting. It's it's a place where you get food and beverages and there's animals running around. How is this legal? No, uh,
2: I think they actually just, there's not real food or coffee. It's just all the crazy cat ladies like uh, that. Okay. They pretend to drink. It's like a, it's like a child's tea party. They have an empty glass and they, they pretend <laughs> okay, that- to drink it and pet the cats and they have little silverware and they cut nothing, you know, like uh, in hook. <laughs> that, makes more sense. Food. that makes more sense. That's what it actually, that's how they pass the health code. Either uh, that or the health inspectors just said, you know what? Fuck it. Let's just let's send them in here and yeah. Uh, If these people die
4: off, I'm okay with that. That's fine. They can get sick. (laughs) I wanted to ask you about this because Ashley joins the show. And, Dick, you interview people on your show every single week. You have people call in that you have to talk to. Could you imagine, this is the first thing out of somebody's mouth.
6: Because I don't travel a lot, but, you know, when I went to New York, it was all just cat stuff. It was, like, cat stuff and and then vegan food, and that was it.
4: Would you how quickly would you pull the plug at this interview if that's how she started? off?
2: Uh, you know, I don't I don't know if I have like a I had a sick fascination with this entire podcast. Like okay. I wanted to see I I wanted to I I may be interested in listening to all 160 episodes cuz I couldn't believe that people <laughs> could talk about cats for an hour, let alone
4: 160 hours. Can I tell you what the description of the show is? It's talking to cat people because we can't talk to their cats
2: i i wanted to hear more about that like i wanted to hear (laughs) full hog them bringing in a cat and interviewing a cat and then talking about i would listen i would it was it was like a bob ross for insane people like, that's the feeling I got listening to the show, like that nice, calming Bob Ross, except yeah. they're explaining something soaked in cat pee. There was one part where they were talking about how their cats like to lay in their dirty clothes and the smell of it, and I thought, am I listening to it like a furry diaper porn thing anymore, or is this a cat pod? I,
4: I have that clip. Let me play
5: that real quick. Annalise was doing laundry, and she, like, dumped out her fresh laundry and then, like, went off to do something else, and she came back, and Penny was just, like, sitting on Ooh. her pile of laundry.
0: <sighs> I love that story.
4: There's a lot of the,
3: uh, ooh, 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 ah,
4: they get really a excited lot about these stories. This is, so um, the, the, the big news that's going on here is that Sarah, one of the hosts, has a new kitten called Tango. <laughs> and uh, Tango is, for the first time, being let to uh, walk around the apartment. And uh, this is a story that Dummy tells right off the bat.
6: This is the first—not the first time we recorded here since I got Tango, but the first time we recorded here since I've been letting him out.
4: I know it's so, so nice, so yeah. fun. He's
5: like running around.
6: Yeah. When
5: you went down to let our guest in, he just like sat at the chair and he's like, ooh, a little big man, and he's like oh. a little man in a big chair. Oh, that's so cute. We'll post
4: the
2: picture. He
5: but is a
6: little man in a, a big little, chair. Yeah. This show is boner repellent.
2: Yeah, it is. They do spend a lot of time describing pictures
4: of cats too. Oh oh, yeah, and they also talk about what the cat is doing. He's bathing
6: himself right now. he's licking his belly.
4: Mm. <laughs> who would want
6: who would want to hear about that?
2: I, I don't know. I, I don't know how um, you know the cat the cat people are a strange bunch. You they put are. up like a cat Instagram and it'll somehow organically get 30,000 followers like out of no I don't know what they're doing with their time other than like scouring the internet for new cat shit.
4: I have but, to, but I have to admit, my wife's Instagram is nothing but kittens. I, over, yeah. I look over her shoulder from time to time, and it is just nothing but kittens playing with yarn or whatever bullshit they do. And I'm always disappointed. I'm like, oh, is, that what you're, is that what you're doing again, <laughs> looking at kittens? Oh, you know, sometimes I wish she was a white nationalist and she was out there spewing hate or something. You know, like, come on, would... get into something.
2: I was just thinking that. Thank God these cat people don't get into politics, <laughs> right? Because like, they'll be having a, the cat ethno state, uh, the meowthno state in no time.
4: <laughs> we gotta clean this race of people who don't like cats. Uh, they committed to it. Yeah, I like I like
2: that in. part. I mean, that's it's shamelessly, shamelessly so. Even the um, even the very cl- like the addiction to collecting cats they even they are completely shameless in um, embracing
4: dick i want to ask you this is the first time you've co-hosted the show with me and what i have to do every week is listen to a podcast that i i hate that sucks and you probably never do that no no what Uh, was it like listening to the show knowing that it's an hour and a half you know it just goes on and on and on there's no end in sight I don't want to put words in your mouth what was it like for you? Uh, it's
2: it's it's always weird to me seeing what people put out there about themselves. Yeah. I guess that's you know people probably say that about me too but it's the fact that like being being these cat freaks like being the cat lady in the office they like they even talk about how they sit around at the office and that and constantly Uh, check themselves to not talk about cats when they're at work
4: the woman says i'm boring at work i'm like no 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 no, you're boring it it has nothing to do with work
2: yeah uh uh, i i don't know i don't know I, i i get it they're they're very they're very secure with their their cat
4: shit um they're into it yeah here's a uh you were talking about the instagram thing so this This woman has an Instagram account with like 60,000 followers or something. It's uh, the youngest old cat lady or something like that. This is their amazing interviewing skills between these two uh, co-hosts. Yeah. I was
6: going to say, when did you come up with, when did you decide to start the Instagram? That was my question.
0: Really?
4: (laughs) They both wanted to ask her when she was going to start an Instagram. Dick, everyone starts Instagrams all the time. It's That's yeah. not a compelling story to tell. Oh, my God. Well, how did you decide to take pictures of cats and put it on the Internet? Oh, I don't know. It's been done. It's not a new thing.
2: What was your inspiration? Well, <laughs> like, you're not talking to Martin Luther King Jr. You're talking about a bitch who has pictures of cats on Instagram and who's addicted to cats. Like a drug addict is addicted to heroin. That was what shortly into the show. I thought I realized that these people are drug addicts openly embracing this and enabling one to one another. Like they're literally talking about having cat withdrawals. If they don't have access to fresh new cats to foster.
4: That's a really good point. It's not healthy. What these people are doing no. This, this woman Ashley is from Seattle, and she's down. She's down in LA. You all right over there? Oh yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> Did you just fall over?
2: No, I, that was my. That was my absolutely disgusted. No, it's not healthy.
4: <laughs> okay, good. Um, this woman is down in LA. She has to to fly back to Seattle. And this is something that she talks about.
0: I literally called Delta Airlines. <laughs> I was like, hi, how many cats is legal to bring back on a flight? And they're like, um, what's the like age? Do you want to put them in cargo? And I'm like, no, like, I want them on me and in, in the plane. And they're like, OK, well, you could only have two kittens. And I'm like, that's ridiculous.
4: Like, this is absurd.
0: This is absurd.
4: She's not joking there. No, this, I know. This goes right to what you just said. These people are so addicted to having kittens on their on their faces that they need it while they're flying from L.A. to Seattle. That's not a long flight. No, I need uh, multiple kittens on my lap as I fly back to Seattle. Like really? Like they want to mulch up
2: kittens and inject them right into their veins? It was <laughs>
1: disturbing.
4: I'm gonna snort a kitten. Well, the, then they talk about this is the the craziest shit. They they talk about how cats will eat you. After you've died? Oh, I didn't. I don't remember that part. Th- these are insane people. They're excited. The cats will eat you after you die. Yeah, well, again, it's that's like, oh, right. And so they can tonight. become
7: one with their cats. <laughs>
4: right? Yeah, exactly. It's like all I want to do is die and be in my cat's belly. I want. I want. end up in the litter box someday. All right. Here's here's the clip.
5: Well, again, it's like, oh, it's so horrifying to know that, like, your cat's going to eat you when you die. And you're like, good.
6: Yeah, no, yeah. I think that's, like, good. that's so, I don't know, I
2: think that's I'd so finally great. finally that's my dark, all dark because
5: th- that's, that's what an animal
2: does. Yeah. They're justifying that? They can I can finally give everything to my cat, my bot. All my money is gone, all my friends, my social life, all my relationships hate me and I've ruined all their clothes with my cat's stink and I can finally give them my own flesh. Um it is it is a it is a disease. That's that preposterous. That's preposterous.
4: <laughs> That's preposterous that they would say, "I think it's great that cats eat people after they die." No, that means they're shitty fucking beings that they would do that. Dogs don't do that. Yeah. Dogs are are depressed yeah. about it.
2: Uh, do you do you have a thing with? Um, well, here I, I have a this uh, pet peeve with people who foster animals and take care of animals versus human beings, yeah. Be- because like like you walking through, especially these idiots are, are in LA. There's just there's people lying on the goddamn ground all over the place, and right. these guys will commit their entire lives, like they're working for the army, on saving a bunch of mongrel cats that are like it's like what is one tiny step above a rat to me like these are these are animals right. i don't give a fuck about saving animals and i don't understand how you can do like uh, and i feel like a hypocrite saying it because i'll go waste money on booze or strippers or playing video games or whatever and i get it it's just inter. It's just like you have a, a weird, sick obsession with hoarding and controlling animals who who you think love you and you can invent like your own personalities for. But it still drives me crazy that they dedicate this much time and money to helping something that's alive, and they've chosen an animal instead of a human.
4: You know um, what? You know what drives you crazy about it, Dick? It's it's how virtuous they feel they are. They they put themselves in this light that, look at me, I'm giving back. I'm so amazing. Instead of just admitting that they're addicted to this nonsense, like all of us do, like, I don't go around saying... I've invested in another alcoholic beverage. I'm doing a great <laughs> yeah. thing. I, I just drink a lot. I don't there's I don't like
2: these, <laughs> praise there's myself. homeless bottles of whiskey at the store that I'm fostering and I just, <laughs> you know, I just give it I give it my all and sometimes sometimes I'm at work and I just fight myself because I want to talk about whiskey, but I know everyone's so sick of hearing about it. But I can't. My heart just breaks when I see these poor bottles at the store. I've got to give them a
4: home. I mean, even tequila needs a home. You, what, you want <laughs> it to be a homeless in a liquor store somewhere? No.
2: It's the pit bulls of liquor is the tequilas. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, like, like I, I imagine guys into classic cars talking about their cars like these fucking broads are right. talking about cats like they're exactly. weeping at every...
4: that. Yeah, you're right. That is what annoys me about it. Um, I wouldn't mind if they admitted what was actually happening. Uh, Beth Stern, Howard Stern's wife, she is this person who fosters kittens and, and has a nonprofit and a shelter yeah. and it's all kittens all the time. And you're exactly right. These are multi, multi-millionaires. And you think, Jesus, you could actually be helping humanity with that money. Instead, you're worried yeah. about fucking kittens. She's hosting the kitten bowl. Like, well, what the fuck? And it'd be fine if they didn't act like they were so self-righteous about it. Like, oh, look at what all I'm doing for society. You're doing nothing. And they ask you to
2: sacrifice yes. for it too. Yep. That's what drives me nuts. Like the I'm, I want to have a big pile of half-alive cats on me for a plane flight, and you're all gonna <laughs> suffer through it because I'm a I'm fucking cat Jesus over here. All my clothes are stapled together cats that I walk around in because I'm a good person. You nobody nobody else does that with their addictions. That's you got true. like they hide them. They hide them like uh, in shame. Like like people should. But the cat people and the dog people, be- the foster people, they just don't.
4: When I bring coke on an airline, I don't call the airline ahead of time. Hey, by the way, <laughs> I got a couple bags. Is that cool? I'm going to use how it in much, the bathroom.
2: How much coke can I bring on your bag? <laughs> that is not enough. I need much more coke.
4: Yeah, this is like a three-hour flight, and I'm going to need like a ton of blow for this. <sighs>
2: Uh are so, you gonna talk what didn't the guest bring up like out of nowhere she brings up that her dad committed suicide and she uses cats to get through it? It's like, oh my goodness. Did you guys not notice that extreme tonal shift with like what the fuck what are you talking? Nobody's going to mention that?
4: Dick, I, I didn't clip it, but I did want to bring this up, that these people are the worst interviewers in the world. She says, <laughs> she says, I went to L.A. to become a movie star. It didn't work out. I was really depressed. I moved back home. Then my dad killed himself, and uh, now I'm hoarding cats. And they're just like, oh, okay, moving on. Like that, that's the thing to talk about. That was the most interesting thing she said the whole time, and they just yeah. moved right on from it. Right on through it. Like,
2: I'm sorry. Wait, what? Your dad killed himself? Uh, why? Too many cats?
4: <laughs> it was funny when when uh, Jen from the jingles department suggested this podcast. She she sent me a, a text and said, "You got to do cast, And then she sent me another text and said, "Well, never mind. It got too dark. Don't do it <laughs> because it just takes a weird, awkward turn where all of a sudden yeah. you're in this this poor girl's life. Now I say girl. She's a woman. She's 26 years old. She lives with her mom." She talks about her mommy all the time, nonstop. Well, my mom says this, my mom doesn't let me do that. Like you're 26 years old. What's, what is going on here?
2: Not even Obama considers you a kid in that, that age. You're, <laughs> off, there, you're off your parents' health insurance at that point. Oh, um, fucking move on. Yeah, did you did you have any clips of the product? They talked about a life alert bracelet, like for animals. I I think it was they they had a whole series of devices Mm -hmm. like stickers that you put on your house to tell firemen that there's pets Mm. inside so the firemen can save them. That was Um,
4: amazing. They talk about the fact that you put the sticker on your front door says there's two cats inside. So in case your house is on fire, they want a person to risk their life inside the fire. Fuck you. I don't care about the kids. I'm trying to put this fire
2: out. I'd rather save, I don't want a fireman to ever risk even a, even a hangnail to save your motherfucking pets, you stupid idiot. The pet is a, you eat, we eat pets. That's what they're there for. That, they're there for, we have cats to keep rats away from feed. That's right. why we have their tools. The, the fireman is irreplaceable,
4: you dumb bitch. The cat. The cat isn't, the cat is only replaceable. How ridiculous is that? We're talking about a first responder. These are people, I just went to a hockey game the other day. We're all standing up and saluting the first responders in the audience. Like these are the, the you know, quote unquote heroes. And they're saying, yeah, fuck these assholes. Get my cat. I got a kitten Get in there. Cats.
0: Go find it. Uh,
4: <laughs> and it also, it struck me as funny that these are the
2: kind of people who a bumper sticker about cats on their car is not enough. They put a bumper sticker on their, <laughs> on their house. house. About how many cats they have inside of their their fucking asbestos-ridden apartment comp? Like any fireman is yeah. Oh,
4: uh, I got a clip on here. So we we played the clip where they were talking about um, the cats eat dead people. Right after that, they're still talking about that, and then this shows how bad they are at podcasting. A motorcycle goes by. They get distracted. And Dick, I, I implore you, try to stay calm during this. There's a, a okay. pregnant pause here. It is so bad. <laughs> like a cat eating you—that's just part of the.
5: I mean, Ooh, oh, motorcycle. Uh, <laughs> uh, they're going to your. They're going to the church. Oh, yeah,
6: it's a motorcycle,
5: church. <laughs> a motorcycle church. Yeah. No, I was going to say it's, it's. You know, we all saw the Lion King. You know, mm-hmm. Circle of
4: Life.
6: It's true. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Dick.
4: Yeah. These are retarded right. people. Yeah. They they saw a motorcycle and everything stopped. They're in the middle of the conversation, like, well, there's a the motorcycle. Like, what the fuck? I think they are cats. I
2: think they might just be cats. <laughs> I think they are cats. cats. That's how fucking cats behave. Like, they're around, a, they're around so many cats and not enough people, so they just start acting like um, brain-dead idiots, you know?
4: Yeah. Um, well, Ashley, though, has a personality, as you know, and she uh, sets up the funniest story.
6: Um, do you find it hard to think of names for the new groups as they come? I in? do.
0: I will tell you like the funniest thing because I only tell this to, like people when they come to visit because it's so messed up, but it's really funny. <laughs> that, like I told my mom, I was like,
4: "Are you all right over there, dick? Yeah.
2: Oh yeah, yeah,
4: yeah.
2: <laughs> I'm just it's, 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 she's putting me to sleep with the.
3: It uh, sounds like uh, your house is
4: collapsing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> all right, so she sets up. She's got the funniest story. She only tells it to people who come over and her mom. And so I can only imagine what this hilarious story is, right? Like, you're yeah. you're ready for giggles at this point. All right, here is this hilarious story she has.
0: I told my mom, I was like, we should have the serial killer kittens. <laughs> uh, <yeah.
4: laughs>
0: and we're like, this yeah. is Gary Ridgway. And this. Is, and my mom's like, that's not going to fly.
4: Yeah. I don't know. I, I didn't think it was actually that funny.
2: Um, I mean, Count Dankula did that. Now he's going to prison. So we know it's not funny. <laughs> it's not funny.
4: Yeah, uh, I know. Poor Count Dankula. Is he really going to prison for that?
2: Oh, he says he's not paying the fine. Yeah, his appeal got shouldn't. overturned and he says he's not paying it. I mean, I, if, if I was the government, I'd throw his ass in prison. I don't know.
4: So he's the guy who trained his dog to salute Hitler?
2: Right? Yeah, to do the Nazi salute. To do the
4: Nazi salute, which is... Unbelievable that the government would get involved in yeah. a viral YouTube clip. Yeah, it was just a silly uh, YouTube the, clip. That's
2: the UK for you. Uh, um, back, back to, to this yeah, <laughs> show, yeah, I remember please. I had made some notes.
4: Yeah.
2: Uh, at one point, they tell a story of doing a GoFundMe to buy an incubator, yes. for, like to buy actual <laughs> medical devices, and I, you know, and we've we've tried to raise money for humans who need dental work on the show and who have cancer, like (laughs) who who need dialysis and stuff like that to hear these broads raise money in 24 hours for an incubator. So they, I guess so they could cram more more cats into their, uh, into their squalorous shitholes in which they live uh, made me very much a
4: rage. Oh, it's, it's infuriating when she starts talking about her resume and why she's so famous. Listen to this (coughs) clip. This is Ashley going through her resume and spoiler alert. It is pathetic.
0: You know, another thousand people are coming on another thousand, you know, it just kept growing. And so, you know, we're at like 55,000 right now. And, and people send me stuff all the time, like, Oh, you're on Reddit again or whatever. And I've been added to, you know, different YouTube, um, like marketing groups, uh, that, you know, (laughs) my videos all the time. And, and ship if those around learned. and i got a picture of a cat on the ellen degeneres show that was pretty oh. exciting oh that's oh, awesome
4: wow. who fucking cares <laughs> she, she had a picture of a cat on ellen degeneres that's her claim and, to fame
2: and she tried to get a plug-in on that picture i remember yeah man, she, goes, she didn't out. even
4: say she didn't even say my instagram handle she said my real name <laughs> i was so disappointed what the fuck Ellen didn't buy into her branding. Because <laughs> even Ellen
2: knows it's crazy.
4: Right. Although I, I don't know if that's true or not. Let, let's uh, talk about more of their hilarity and their silly banter. Yeah. They they go into this Gilligan's Island uh, theme for cat names or something. It, this goes nowhere very fast. You know, something oh, yeah, like
0: yeah. that, where oh, it's yeah. a theme.
4: I was like, oh, Gilligan's Island cats. Oh, yeah.
6: That'd
0: be cute. Oh, I
6: was calling Sama the skipper, cute. just for like a day. Oh, cause I called Tango, oh no, I called Tango the, no, I called Sama the skipper. Oh, and then I wanted to call Tango Gilligan. Shut up!
4: Shut up! Shut up! (laughs) This is, this is a tough one to get through.
2: It's rinse and repeat. This is their whole life is acquiring new animals and then naming them and get building little personalities. Like the Sims isn't good enough for these people. They needed to be alive.
4: Dick, I have a bunch more clips, but I, I think we've covered this show. Yeah. I, I uh, want. Yeah, go ahead. You know what
2: I love? I love at the end when I think it's their guest is telling a, a, a hilarious story about someone who asked them how they're not considered a hoarder. Okay. And she didn't have an answer for that. Goes, <laughs> yeah, somebody even said, "Like, how is this not considered hoarding?" Ha <laughs> like, Yeah, you don't laugh at that thing. You don't. You don't laugh. You, do you ever notice that all of the hoarders have that response? Like, oh, I'm not a hoarder. You're living. You're living in Phil. You have a bathroom dedicated to animals, to, to- feral, to animals that are not considered uh, owned by the police because they're inherently nomadic and feral.
4: Yeah, she, she has a room in her house that's just for these cats that yeah. she lives with. And you're exactly right. When you talk to a hoarder, they say, well, I'm not a hoarder because the stuff that I have is important. Yeah. You know, like that's what every hoarder thinks. Like, well, right, I have newspapers from the 70s, but those newspapers are worth something. It's important. Same stuff. thing with these fucking cat people. Like, yeah, but they're kittens. Like, no, yeah, but still, it's, it's the same shit. Uh, I, yeah. I do have to play this clip. Um, Sarah was, uh, Ashley wasn't always a cat person. She used to think the cats sucked and she explains this and Sarah lets out an audible gasp. Listen for this.
0: Cats get such a bad rap. Yeah, Like they really do. Because I remember before fostering being like, cats are horrible little devils.
4: Did you hear that? She goes, cats are horrible little devils. You can't say that on the purr cast. (laughs) Dick, I want to get into... The best debate in the universe. But before that, there was a Titanic reference on this show. So, I yeah, so I, I, I have to play you guys, I have to play you this clip.
0: And so I kept going through all the like, you know, typical matching names, and then I got to like Jack and Rose from Titanic.
5: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Maddox is an
4: asshole. He can. Go fuck himself. all right so that's a perfect segue i i do want to listen uh to some clips from the latest maddox episode oh I, listened God, to, okay. I, I listened to episode 121 is social media making us depressed is the uh. is the name of this one and uh before i do that i put together a brand new maddox stinger it's not great but i i my band played a show last night i had limited time today but anyway here's the uh stinger
3: you're listening to i'm your host Maddie
7: it is the winner.
4: ah triumphant that I is... love
2: that your version of I didn't have very much time, but you've got like a utility belt. Of, this is more organization than I've ever seen or been able to do. In my... It's like when Doc Brown builds that model for the, to show Marty how it works. <laughs> oh goes, I'm sorry, sorry, I didn't have time to build it, to build it to paint it and build it to scale. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, okay, Carl. <laughs> yeah, I can tell you, you really rushed all this.
4: <laughs> I, I put way too much fucking time into this podcast, Dick. It's ridiculous. <laughs> That's funny. Um, all right. This is, Mattis gets on with this, obviously he's got Ron, Ron Babcock. You familiar with Ron Babcock? Uh,
2: yeah, he's right. a uh, he's a sad, fat-bodied, depressive fuck who calls himself a comedian in L.A. Yes, I'm familiar with him.
4: Okay, right. I, I actually went on YouTube and watched some of his stand-up because I didn't realize he was a stand-up comedian. And yeah. I still don't realize that he's a stand-up comedian. And then yeah. he had uh, two guests on, Camila Pava who is a singer-songwriter, and this guy, Dredmere.
2: Yeah, uh, Camila writes millennial elevator music, yes. I'm going to call it. It's, <laughs> it's, it's whisp- whispering ASMR auto-tune uh, stuck to Fruity Loops beats. Uh, so, they so... Are, she is a dime a dozen in L.A. Rich men adopt her and foster girls like her as though yeah. they're hoarding cats, and so... then use them until they ship them back. They, then they, they roll them down the hill into the valley. Where they uh, fester for the rest of their miserable lives. So That's you're
4: very uh, familiar with this woman, then?
2: I, yeah, because there's millions of them here. I fuck. I fucking hate singer songwriters, and uh, I hate that uh, that uh, clone that we've got tons of in LA. Yes.
4: And I will tell you, Dick, that you know, it sounds like you're being kind of a douche about it. But you know, I know you used to be in a band. I heard you singing on a recent Dick show. You got some skills. Thank you. Thank you you actually have some so pipes. Well. I was very impressed with your, what was it, the mustard
2: song? The mustard song. I lost the song. I lost a mustard drinking competition to Peach Saliva, so I had to sing her a song in my podcast.
4: It was impressive. Thank uh, you, uh, I gotta you. I got to tell you, I was surprised. It came out of nowhere. You're like, all right, I'm going to sing the song. And I was like, oh, well, that's pretty fucking good. Um, so this is Maddox. He's going to play a clip from this woman's latest single, Oh, okay. And this is him uh, talking it up.
7: Yeah. Now, I listened to the lyrics of the song, mm-hmm. and it's like, it's a beautiful song. It's very melancholy, but the lyrics is like, it, it hits so close to home. And if you guys listen to the full song, I, I highly recommend it. Look it up. It's called Stop Angelus. But here's a little clip. Listen to this. All
4: right, so so Maddox says, this is a great song. It's Stop hits Angelus. Course. Yeah, it hits close to home. So, uh, according to Maddox, the song is about the fact that everyone in, in LA is a phony and they all are just trying to use you. And you know, it's, it's very close to home for for poor Maddox.
2: Yeah, he's holding Caulfield now. He's just so fucking insightful indeed.
4: Right, so then they play a, a three and a half second clip of this woman's elevator music song. And he comes back from that and he's now trying to bond with Camila. And this, this is so funny at this clip. Amazing! That's so yeah. cool. I
7: I really Thank like you. that. I really like that song. It's like Thanks. very smooth, really good sound. Um, and it's very much about like the L.A. kind of like what it's kind of like in Los Angeles and how people come to sometimes like stab you in the back and and use you and abuse yeah, you yeah. and stuff like that. It seems like it comes from a place of a lot of experience, and I hate to say that because it's a, it's a horrible experience. Yeah, but that's something. Is that something? Is it? Has that been your experience in Los Angeles?
0: Ah, uh, not. I mean...
4: <laughs>
6: so, so Max has
4: already got the whole narrative figured out. He's like, yeah, I mean, obviously, I connected with this song. It's about this and this and this. And Camilla doesn't understand yes anding in improv comedy. So she just goes, oh, no, that's... Not at well, all yeah, because she wrote the song.
2: So she knows what it is about right. Maddox did the same shit to me, telling me what my comedy book lines are. I'm like, uh, no, that's not what it means, buddy. I know you really have it. in. I know that I know that you've been stabbed. You think you've been stabbed in the back and fucked over in LA and that you're a moron that everyone walks over like a fucking doormat, but no, that's not what it's
4: about. Dick Maddox makes everything about him. Yeah, His his narcissism is through the roof. And I, I talked about that when we reviewed his show a couple of months ago. But I have some more examples of that. When he even introduces this guest that he has, he has to talk about how he met her and why that's important.
7: Uh, I kind of indirectly referenced you because we met... At a weed party, yes. That I that I popped into. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah, it was a secret party yep. that I went to, and yep. I, that was like the first uh, joint I ever smoked.
4: All right, a couple of things here. First off, he he met her at a weed party. Have you ever been to a weed party? Dick? What is no, that? I've smoked a lot of weed. Yeah. I've never been to a weed party. i I've smoked weed at a ton of parties. I've never been to a weed party. It's one of, one of those weed parties you've got. <laughs>
2: and then and the other. Go ahead. Where you're rolling on the weed and smoking your dubulators. <laughs> That's within a secret weed party. Oh, we were it, listening to
4: Floyd. It was a weed party. I drank a bunch of weed at the weed party. So he says, I met her at a weed party, and he says it's a secret party. I don't know how what your experience is in L.A. Every party is, like, invite only. It's not a secret party. You just, people are invited or they're not. You don't open up parties to anyone who wants to fucking show up. It's how <laughs> parties work.
2: <laughs> a, oh, you're, you're having a party? Is it a secret party? I mean, it's at my house. Uh, I, well, I'm... I'm doing this it's weird thing. Like, we're not like hiding illegal gambling. Or If so, if you come in, we're not all going to like, I'm not going to hit a button that spins everything around. So it looks like nothing's happening. What the <laughs> fuck are you talking about? Is it, it's a, it's Mad- Maddox is the kind of guy where those stupid exclusive ads work on yes. every time. Like, oh, it's a, this is a secret sale. Sign me up for two.
4: Yes, that's exactly right the fa- i've never even used the word secret party together before no i didn't understand what that meant
2: i've never i don't know why he's always bragging about that shit like it's he's so some weird. kind of a hollywood insider
4: oh i i was playing i don't know if you ever listened to our review of the best debate but he's got this guest on and the guy talks about how he started getting some uh traffic to his website through Farc, and as soon as maddox hears the word Farc, he has to make it about him he goes. Oh, I actually know the uh, founder of Fark, and uh, we were just hanging out, and we we just had uh, dinner. It's like, whatever. Like, yeah. why, why does that matter? Who cares? Like, you're no
2: one. No one gives a shit, man. No like, like, a he, shit. he was talking about how, God, I I think it was, um, I think you might have played this, or I, I forget where I saw it, but he was talking about how Sargon's been on his show. Like he's just listing people that have been on his show. Mm-hmm. Like that's some kind of accomplishment. Like, buddy, it's. It's not, it's not (laughs) stick with the bestseller. That's it. That's all you got. You're not your secret weed party list.
4: Well, he also talks about how it was the first joint he ever smoked. And again, he makes everything about him like, Oh, I, uh, I actually partaked for the first time. Like, okay. Why would anyone be interested in that information? Who cares? Yeah.
2: You're have, uh, you're 27 years late on that. Bus,
4: right. I, have, I have friends who smoke weed every day. I have friends who have never smoked weed. I don't give a shit. I don't know why there's yeah. a difference. No. All right. Let's talk about uh, Ron Babcock. So Ron Babcock early on in the show wants to get in on the action. He tells a joke because he's talking to this uh, this woman who's I, I don't know. They're, they're talking about how she has a music career, but she doesn't. And no. talking about other artists who have music careers who don't. And, and Ron has this amazing joke.
3: Yeah. I'm thinking of uh, switching chorus from stand-up comedian to SoundCloud rapper. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Lil Babcock? No. Yeah. Lil Babcock. <laughs> I'm just going to rap purely about hummus. Jesus
4: Christ. He's going to rap purely about hummus, Dick. Did you, get, did you follow that?
2: Yeah. I mean, that's UCB training. He's putting it all to use. Just random shit. You say random shit like you have Tourette's and then you die eventually. That's UCB comedy training in action.
4: I, I fucking hate improv comedy. I. You ever listen to uh, Hollywood Handbook? Are you familiar with that show?
2: No, no.
4: It's, it's a big podcast for some reason. And, and we reviewed it and we didn't care for it much. And I got blasted on their subreddit. People were so pissed off because it's just exactly like that just nonsense improv comedy just say the most ridiculous thing that comes to your mind and that's funny it's yeah not. it's not that's not how that works and then right.
2: they tell each other it's hilarious right
4: oh yeah it's definitely an echo chamber Of no 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 you guys are the funniest no no no, you're the funniest uh-uh.
2: you're the funniest yeah, no. no that was the funniest no. hummus yeah and then i'll i'll, I'll rap about uh a pita
4: We'll be pita and hummus. (laughs) Oh, no, no, no. But my rap is about broccoli. So I don't know. Can I fit in too, guys? We'll all rap about shit.
2: I heard that Ron Babcock stole a bit from 80s Girl, my girlfriend, actually. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I heard that uh, or I read on the site that he was reading news from South Pasadena. And I know and I'm pretty sure that she told Maddox that a long time ago when they used to date, how funny it was to read news from South Pasadena, mm. and the motherfucker stole it and put it on their show. No I mean, I don't shit.
4: Know, maybe no yeah. shit.
2: Fighting bits from 80s girl. Terrible.
4: <laughs> That's a new low. No, I don't know 80s uh, girl. I'm sure, I'm sure she's an amazing comedian. <laughs> 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 this, uh, this next part I want to play is, again, Maddox making anything about himself that he can, he turns the, whatever conversation they're having into an uninteresting, unfunny anecdote.
7: Yeah, It reminds me of the first time I ever went to a video game store and I had no idea any, about anything about Dragon Ball Z mm-hmm. and I hadn't ever said the name of the show in out loud before. So I went up to the guy, the clerk, and I'm like, yeah, so
4: how's that Dragon Balls game? And he just...
7: <laughs> <The> <laughs> he just Dragon Ball snickers, wow. And he's like...
4: Oh. Poor Camilla has to act like that's funny. You could see that coming from a mile away. Yeah. Because the setup was this person pronounced something wrong. And so he's like, oh, yeah, that reminds me of when I went to go get Dragon Ball Z. And you're like, okay, I know where this is going. And he tells this, this unfunny joke. And then you would think that you'd let it die on the vine. No, no, no. They do another 60 seconds on this because no. he's surrounded himself with yes men who all have to try to pick up for him. <laughs> yeah. Dragon Ball <laughs> wow.
7: Snickers, And he's like hey, hey, Tom, how's that Dragon Balls game <laughs> we have? And they both start laughing and pointing at me and just, like, having wow. a good fucking time. Even all
0: the nerds are laughing. He doesn't even know what Dragon Balls is.
7: <laughs> it's Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. I'm like, well, how would you fucking know that if you've never seen it, you've never heard it spoken out loud, dipshit? Right. I'm not the stupid one. You're the stupid one. It's, like, right on the You did the say, title.
4: Uh, hey, how's that Dragon Balls game? <laughs>
7: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dragon Balls. I lost my nerd cred.
2: I'd rather less, listen to the uh, cat podcast. <laughs> let's go.
0: That.
4: Let's go back to the, the cat podcast. This is them talking about their Amazon link and a hilarious joke.
6: But you can buy that uh, our link, and we will get a small percentage. And
5: kitten size kit pack. Would you say?
6: I you would you might say that.
3: <laughs> this dude is fucking corny. All right, sorry.
2: Went for two minutes, by the way, for their but their fucking Amazon page at the start of I their know. cat podcast. God, that was. I thought that was going to be the entire podcast. Just how them much, talking about their Amazon affiliate link.
4: How much money could they possibly be making off of that? We're talking about pennies a month. What are, what are we talking about?
2: You know what? Maybe it's an ass load because all cat people do is buy cat shit for that's each tr- other.
4: That's true. That's a good point. Cat
2: mugs, cat shirts, cat tampons, cat and anything that <laughs> has a surface that you can put a cat on. They'll do. They'll do it and then buy 10 of them for each other.
4: There's a niche. You're right. I, I'm, a, I'm a marketing guy, Dick, and you're yeah. right. I didn't even think of that. These people are probably raking in the money right now because they have a bunch yeah. of dummies like my wife listening on pins and needles. Oh, what did the cat do? it? Lay out its belly? What? <laughs> I mean, I don't know if the, when the Jaguars,
2: when the NFL team, if the first NFL team to just call themselves the cats and have like one of those stupid cheesy pictures of the cat as their logo is going to make a billion goddamn dollars.
4: It should be a pink Jersey with pink helmets and they, you're exactly right. They will sell out of jerseys. Um, you could have Michael Vick on that team. People wouldn't fucking care. I'm like, I, I'm getting a Vick Jersey. Cause he plays for the, the kitty cats and I need to own that Jersey. It's pink. No, he'll be their superstar Because fuck dogs Exactly
2: They hate dogs uh, I love how Maddox's Like GameStop Was basically His version of Cheers Or at least in his mind It was like He's going there to shoot the shit about a game. He doesn't. Who has ever done that? We we all grew up playing video games. Who ever walked into a video game store, saw a game they had never seen before and knew nothing about, and yeah. walks up to the counter with? Uh, that, that sounds like a this didn't this totally didn't happen story.
4: Oh, Maddox has a ton of stories that I'm pretty sure never happened. Yeah, Th- this whole thing where he has to recount his life from you know back in w- wherever before he was famous. He was talking about, when I listened, reviewed his show a couple of months ago, he was talking about eating a pineapple when he was a kid, <laughs> and I'm like... Maddox, most of the things you do are not interesting. Why are Why are we telling the story right now? I
2: mean, he doesn't talk about his secret marriage that he hid from everybody, that he right. still hides from everybody. Like, that's interesting. Why I did would... you hide the fact that you're fucking married? What did your wife have to say about that? What do you think now that it's out? Like, that's interesting. Not that you ate a fucking pineapple and that <laughs> you smoked a
4: joint at a secret weed party. <laughs> Remember that weed party we went to? Like, uh, what am I, oh, yeah, yeah, you're exact. You're right, he actually has interesting things to talk about
2: yeah but he doesn't he can't tell what they are i think that's what made our show good is that he he has them in there you just gotta drill for them right. um i think he saw dragon ball like he heard people talking about not knowing how to pronounce something he thought dragon ball z and then invented that whole story on the fly
4: oh definitely Dep- and and it didn't even make him look cool or interesting it was just a nothing story it was just boring yeah um this is so Dredmere I actually like a lot on this show, but for some reason he decides to start interviewing this uh musical artist and this is not good.
7: Okay, you're in the music industry? Is that crossover or is it mostly like social media? Do you have like
0: Yeah, uh mostly like just social media. Um you mean like, like how I? Really, is it like, like mostly
7: social media people, SoundCloud people, or do you? Is it like more on the music side? Because I don't know. I mean, it's I don't both... what the
2: fuck are you talking? What about, are they talking about? What, what kind of what question was
4: that? About? How do you even answer that question? So you, you uh, are an artist. Is that like social media? uh what 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 do you are mean? you is this a trip is this are you a cop like, what
2: do you what do you mean is this is social media are you my fucking grandma i've heard more i've heard more cogent questions about the internet from her than is this oh music huh what is that some kind of a social media uh yeah moron That's, what are you talk what are, did having a pair of tits in this room suck the iq out of it like what the fuck are you talking about Holy Rupio, shit. what are you talking about
4: <laughs> yeah that that was terrible and then he gets right into setting up the debate and this is Maddox setting up their, their best debate in the universe
7: that's a good point we should get to the debate this week which mm-hmm. is is social media making us depressed this is a big big topic a lot of people are, are talking about this and I think it's something everybody in this day and age has experience with
1: by
4: the way these debates we've talked about this on your show these debates are not fun or funny he picks no. the worst topics to go over. Like, you're not going to get anything out of this. Because he's a
2: fucking thought leader.
4: Right. And th- the yeah. thing that pisses me off is he sets up his show like Jay Leno. And I, I don't know why he does this. I've never heard any other podcaster do this. He goes out and he goes, we got a big show for you today. It's going to be a great show. <laughs> We're going to talk about this. We got this person. Like, All right, just put out a good show consistently and I'll believe you.
2: Yeah.
3: Yeah.
4: what are you fooling me into listening for an hour and a half? I'm just going to do that
2: with our ads too. And it showed me oh, insane. It's like, oh
4: man, yeah, this is the Casper
2: match. It's the best bed you'll ever yeah, have in your life. Right here. It it. I only, I can only fuck on this bed. Now I had cancer and I slept on this bed. I'm like, what are you talking about, man? Just read, just let me read the ad and then we'll move. i like, have you never seen an advertisement before? You don't have to swear your life by it. <laughs> But everything he ever does is the biggest and the be- As he gets older and m- more of a failure, everything he does gets more and more spectacular.
4: It seems disingenuous. Yeah. And it, it, people see through that shit very easily. I, I, I honestly don't know who's still listening to the show. I went on his website to see the vote totals because, you know, he has the, the vote totals, as you're well aware. For each debate that he does, there's less than 100 people voting on these shows now. I mean, how depressing I, uh, is that? He's got 80 people voting yes or no as to whether social media is depressing or not.
2: Yeah, maybe, I think your social media is depressing, Maddox, because everyone fucking hates you because you're an asshole. Oh. That's why. That's why social media sucks for you so much.
4: Oh, let me uh, let me skip ahead to this clip then, because this is amazing. Uh, Camila just asked Maddox straight out, "Is social media making you depressed? Are you
7: depressed?" <laughs> I mean, at, t- at times, I think depression hits all of us, doesn't it? I, but the- do you
0: do you sincerely feel like sometimes, like you feel more depressed when you're like scrolling through your Instagram? Absolutely, that Ron, actually happens, Roman.
4: Yeah, it happens to all of us. No, 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 Maddox. No, no, no. I don't have I don't have screenshots of me sexting with a chick on Reddit. It happens to <laughs> you, not to all of us. I actually don't get depressed when I look at social media because I'm living a very good life. I'm not yeah, an asshole. I'm
2: following big titty cosplayers on Instagram. I do not get depressed. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, and I love that he can't even admit that is. It's, it's uh, the question was, do you get depressed? And he yeah. goes, well, we all do. Right. We all do. Are you right. depressed? We all are. Yeah. We all are. Yeah, it, it's do you kind have regrets about your career? We all—I mean, we all do. We all have—we all regret every single thing we've ever done for the last three years of our lives. We all—we all do. We all do. We all do. I'm you. God, fuck off, man! Just answer the fucking for like for one second. Show that you you see that you are you and not everybody.
4: It's it's amazing. I thought this was so telling and perfect timing too, because if anyone's depressed about social media. It's Maddox right now. I can't even imagine what it's like to be this guy. And no, I, for, for our audience, for the WATP audience, I'm acting like everybody knows, this guy sued you for $20 million.
2: Yeah, he, he tried to sue me for $20 and million, and he's so incom- or his lawyer is so incompetent that I, he ended up suing me for $380 million. I think. <laughs> what
4: the fuck is wrong with this guy? Yeah. so it, it got uh, it got thrown out of court it didn't even go to trial obviously
2: no but it cost me 37 grand it cost another co-defendant about 30 grand in legal fees just yep. to defend ourselves and it cost him his job his like square yeah. real life job a, health a, insurance asteria nice.
4: asterios was working for a huge pr firm and after the whole lawsuit thing ended they were like all right well you gotta go yeah that sucks That sucks, because that that guy is fucking awesome. He's so funny. Yeah. And I I feel for him. And here's this guy, Maddox, who he's so not genuine. When you have a podcast, and and I make it a point not to talk about myself. I don't think that I'm a personality. We just review podcasts. But he thinks of himself as like a personality. I'm Maddox. You know know me. I, I have the best page in the universe, and this is my whole thing. He doesn't talk about himself in realistic terms at all. He's got so much going mean? on in his life, and he never explains any of it. He's got lawsuits going on; he's never brought it up once. Yeah, you know the, the the Patreon shit. He's he's never brought any of this stuff up once. In fact, when his only good thing that he did in his life was the the biggest problem in the universe with Dick Masterson. And he decided to end the show without even mentioning that you were off the show. He just put out a couple of new episodes without you and never even brought it up. Like, dude, you can't get away with that shit. People are paying attention to this.
2: Yeah, like obsessively. They right. would go through every episode and then you just kind of pull a head in the sand. Well, oh, you're right, that I never thought about that, but you're right. He is trying to live like this grandiose personality. Except he never gives any details about his life other than his secret weed show. Like, other than the very <laughs> right. curated a, spr- yeah, cur-
4: Curated is the exact right term. He sprinkles in things that it makes him seem cool or that he wants people to think about him. And he never talks about anything that's actually happening. Like, the fact that he... Asterios gave him so much content. I don't know if you guys paid him or not. I don't know what the deal was. He gave you guys so much content on that show. He was hilarious. He got the guy fucking fired. He ruined his life. He's never talked about serious out sh- of out his new show. You know, it's crazy if Maddox talked
2: about his personal life as much as I did, like within the same detail and candor about the lawsuit and the breakup and him feeling betrayed. I'd listen, to I would listen every fucking week, and I, would, I think everybody else would.
4: I would subscribe to his show. What's stopping him from doing that? It's yeah. because it's because he's embarrassed. Yeah. He's embarrassed about the person he is. He's made a lot of bad decisions. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. There's no other, there's no other answer for it. All right. Yeah. Let's, um, let's get into the debate real quick. So he, he throws out there. He wants to talk about, is social media making us depressed? And Camila is the first one to respond. And
0: she gets it exactly right. Social media definitely makes some people depressed. At the end of the day. I think regardless if shit sucks on social media or not, it has more to do with the type of person you are. If I had 800 million people telling me terrible things, <laughs> there might be a small part of me that maybe is a little offended, but it's not going to make me depressed.
4: Ding, ding, ding. Dick, yeah. I, had, I had somebody... I didn't even do this. They uploaded on YouTube one of our shows, and it got tens of thousands of views and i made the mistake of going in and reading the youtube comments these people are mean oh yeah (laughs) they're they're not friendly people it's not it's not fun to listen to people talk about how shitty of a podcast host you are and how terrible your show is but i didn't get depressed about it i actually kind of thought it was pretty funny that people were spending the time to fucking write this fucking guy's an asshole blah 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 blah. okay whatever
2: it's also funny hearing her talk about like um, uh, not not twelve hours after that episode was launched, the Camille girl blocked me on Twitter for uh, calling her fat faced Instagram <laughs> attention whore writing <laughs> millennial elevator music. <laughs> So <laughs> You're a fucking I guess, troll. I guess her, she's not so uh, she's not so zen about the whole social media negative feedback thing after all. Yeah, didn't she uh, say
4: eight hundred million? You're just one person. She's upset about what you know. I don't care I eight mean, me, hundred million I, hate uh, hate me. <laughs> uh, so then um, so then Dreadmere then answers the question also, and he's also one hundred percent correct. Why don't I look like this person that worked their whole life to get to this point? Like, it's not, it's not the app's fault. It's not
7: Twitter's fault. It's like if you see something that you want, you go, you go get that. You don't say, why isn't this
4: handed to me? Like,
7: Oh, oh God. Uh, all right. <laughs> I knew it was going to come down so to this type of argument.
4: All right. So Maddox dismisses this immediately. He thinks social media makes you depressed, obviously. And Maddox is one of those guys who thinks that everything just happens to him. I mean, can can I say something
2: about his hosting real quick? Like if you (laughs) have a guest that has a strong opinion about something that like you mine it until there's nothing more to talk about and get the personal experience out of them, especially if they can speak like they don't have a mouth full of marbles, which these two clearly can. He just let them set build a foundation for a great conversation and immediately kills it with a fucking sound effect.
4: I got to tell you, that's exactly I wrote down a note on here. It's crazy that Mattis used to say the biggest problem was not a contest. And then on this new show, all he's trying to do is win the argument. He's not God. trying to be funny or entertaining. He just wants to win the argument all the time. Just like you said, this guy comes yeah. out and his first statement, he goes, eh, no, wrong, move it on. Like, what? That's how you yeah, the show. Of, a lot on. of people
2: probably wanted to hear that dissected, buddy.
4: Oh. Maddox then starts cracking himself up with a bunch of poop jokes in a row. And again, you'll hear that he surrounds himself with Yes Men. Dreadmare, I'm going to I'm gonna, I'm gonna no, take go it, such a big dump on your argument. <laughs> <laughs> it's
7: oh, it's yeah, coming, dude. Yeah, I,
4: bring it. Yeah, let's go. I want like to hear a this
7: It's constipation great... of rhetoric I uh, have backed up with me, right? <laughs> and it's going to fucking I uh, I gonna everybody,
4: unleash... I hope everybody learns some, oh,
1: something right
7: now. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Let's go. You have to let's get it, a shovel your way out of this Let's do it. Let's do it. go.
4: What's up? Oh, I hate when he cracks himself up.
7: You he does. it Yeah. You're in the to studio
4: to. with him. And even off the bat, you know, he'd say biggest problem from this to that. And every time, <laughs> can you believe I just said that? <laughs> like, dude, you wrote it down. You can't be still laughing at that. It's not funny. Uh, he's so
2: uncomfortable. Is that what it is? He's, yeah. He's so uncomfortable all the time. Like you can, sometimes you hear him say something and like he's so ashamed or uncomfortable that he can barely say the entire thing anymore. He worked, he worked behind the keyboard cause he could hide by it. And right. every time he brings his, every time he brings that, uh, that cancerous face out, he ruins his image.
4: Oh, I talked about this. He used to say he, he didn't write articles very often. He took a long time to write his books because he really spends a lot of time going back and rewriting and looking at everything he does. Why is he trying to do improv comedy on a podcast? It's not his strength. He's not good at off the cuff. It's like
2: how actors always want to be musicians and then they crank out these dog shit bands that nobody (laughs) wants to hear. Like, You'll see, um, you know, you'll see. Oh, it's Anthony Hopkins. It's it's, it's his charcoal gallery on display this no. week only. Like, yeah, no one, <laughs> man, put it in your garage. Nobody wants to see this shit. I think Maddox has a weird relationship with writing. He's he takes criticism so personally, and he feels he's he feels so much pressure to do it that uh, I don't I don't think he can handle it at all. It's so. It, it's it was it was weird to see him try to write, think about writing, like the endless ways that he procrastinates, yeah. uh, the obsessive control he had about everything. It was it was very it was very weird. It was weird to see the whole time we knew each other. It's still weird to see.
4: You're you're exactly right about him taking everything so personally. And the the I listened to an episode that he did a while back, and the first thing he starts off with is. Complaining about a YouTube comment from the previous show, and I'm thinking, Maddox, you put yourself out there. You're a personality on the internet. You're gonna like look into and scrutinize a specific YouTube comment. Where are you gonna go with that? That there's no end in sight if that's what you're doing. Yeah, it's it's not it's not a good road to go down.
2: I don't know. I don't know why he stopped writing. Uh, I I assume he's creatively bankrupt and has been for, for some time. I think LA legitimately ruined him. He moved out here. He tried, he tried to get break into entertainment and uh, he got shot down so hard that I think it broke him and destroyed him and he never recovered from it. Like hearing that, hearing how, hearing how much you can suck from a Hollywood executive, like hearing, hearing from a guy whose job it is, is to eviscerate projects is very hard to handle. You know, guys like Randy, my manager who comes on the show all the time, they will go through and they, like they themselves have been chiseled out of these, out of, uh, 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 they've been separated from these herd of Hollywood wannabes because they're the most vicious and they will put their entire creative intellect into destroying yours to make a better product. Right. Uh, And Maddox just, he couldn't take it. It was everybody in Hollywood knew nothing except him. Hollywood was dying and people don't know shit. Like the guys, uh, he handled it. He handled it poorly. And I think it fucked him up forever.
4: Well, the other thing is he was trying to – he was always a shock provocateur. And yeah. the reason why we liked him, we talked about this, is, you know, your kid's art sucks. Like, oh, okay, that's provocative. It's funny. And then he became this social justice warrior. He was very pc and you can't yeah. have both, so he no. doesn't know how to deal with that now, and he's not funny, he's not provocative, there's nothing that makes him unique anymore, and he can't deal with that.
2: No. Now he's all about, like, punching Nazis.
4: Yeah, right. Uh, okay, yeah, good. Alright. You're Antifa now. Okay, we get it. Good. Yeah. Hilarious. This is Maddox talking about why social media doesn't care about
7: what people are viewing the more time you spend on there the more ads they can serve you they don't give a fuck what that content is what the the uh the quality of the content is it can be political shit it can be people uh you know abusing animals there there are videos there are videos of, of people who get outraged over you know dogs getting abused but then they just spread that shit yeah, around like yeah. fucking outrage porn. yeah bring
4: <laughs> abused dogs into your argument that's a fair place <laughs> that's <what>
5: the
7: that, <laughs> shit that goes viral that on fucking, fucking facebook
4: All right, so here's my comment on that, Dick. I happen to be a partner at a marketing firm. We have a term that's called brand safe. It's very important for advertisers that you advertise in a brand safe content, brand safe context. And Maddox goes out and says, well, what Facebook is doing is they're spreading videos of animal torture because that's what gets eyeballs You're yeah. exactly wrong about that. You couldn't <laughs> yeah. be more. And I, listen, I'm not a Facebook fan. I, I think they're doing everything they can to monetize the network and to, to get, you know, people hooked on it and to, to send them ads. I get that. But it's not because they're fucking showing animal torture videos everywhere they can. You fucking moron. No, You could not be more I- wrong.
2: He's got a, he's got a weird hatred of, uh, of advertising yes. and it always goes, it always goes back to that and I've never understood it, but it, it's weird. Um, I don't know if he's just easily duped. So he hates it. Like he thinks everyone's stupid when it comes to ads. And we, I mean, you know, we kind of are like some stuff just always, some, it works, but yeah, it's not like, it's not this weird, it's not like a, a weird sorcery that's happening.
4: Well, I, I talked, we, we were talking on your show about just put up some Busted Tees banners. You don't have to, it's not Honda or Ford that are worried about your content. You can just put up yeah. these advertisers. When I worked at ebombs, what e E-bom did was he said, I'm going to own my own Busted Tees. And he just bought up a t-shirt company. And then we sold our own product as an advertiser. So we were making money both ways. Like there's ways to monetize that aren't dubious. People are getting what they want. Everybody's happy. You have eyeballs, and Mattis just never saw that. He never understood. No I have millions of people looking at my website. How do I monetize this? Oh, I know. I'll write one good book, <laughs> and then disown it.
2: Yeah, I'll uh, I'll make T-shirts about um, uh, Dale Earnhardt's death. That's what. Well, right. That's how I monetize this. <laughs> Some, you know, something that everyone can wear. <laughs>
4: Fucking idiot.
2: Something that the stockbrokers (laughs) reading my website can, you know, they could wear this to work. That's that's what I need to uh, uh, really highly charged controversial political statements. (laughs) That's how I'll monetize this huge this huge all-purpose audience. This huge general audience.
4: I have a a clip that um, this is Maddox sneaking in a humble brag. So he's talking about social media and he just has to like Put this in there so you almost don't notice it.
7: So that if you yeah. have a friend request from somebody you've never fucking met, which I just ignore because I don't want to delete them so that they, they can't keep like adding me and I don't want to block them because then they'll know i blocked them. So I just leave it in my fucking uh, inbox forever. So I'm never going to confirm them. Now, Facebook is showing you notifications for how many people are outstanding. Yeah, I know, Facebook. I have thousands of people who have send me friend requests. I'm not going to click on that. I'm never going to click on that ever again.
2: Motherfucker, you need a job you, that will cure your needs. That will cure all of your concerns about your friend requests on Facebook. You need a fucking job. So you are busy for half of the for half of your waking hours.
4: They were talking about this dopamine hit that when you get notifications in your social media, Dick, I don't know about you. I'm guessing you're the same way as I am. I dread that shit. Cause now I got to respond and I got to keep in touch with everybody. I'm not excited about, Oh, I got fucking eight more DMS like fuck. I, I dread yeah. writing emails back to people. I'm like, fuck, I got to respond to everybody's email. It's a lot of work.
2: Yeah. People are horrified when they see my, uh, my unreads on my phone. So right. see. I got 23,642 <laughs> unread. I got eight unread texts, 12 unanswered calls, I've never once listened to voicemail. I've got 12 of those. I'll no. just either delete them or let them expire. Uh, no. no, I don't get that dopamine hit when I get a notification.
4: Right. It, it's it's just, it's only dread. My phone is buzzing in my pocket and I'm doing something like, fuck, more shit that I got to fucking deal with at some point And I'm busy. I don't have time for this shit. Actually. I know it's
2: weird because it'll happen and somebody will say, no, oh, your phone, somebody sent you a message and I'll go like, okay. And like, well, you're not going to check it. No. <laughs> right. Not. Yeah.
4: No, I'm I'm good. Where well, I'm doing? I'm not, I'm not an
2: app of the phone. The phone is my is mine. It's the other way around. The relationship with my phone is differently in this house.
4: Actually, now now that I've said that, I have to play a clip from your last show. Uh, you played a voicemail where somebody called me out. I don't know if you remember this, <laughs> but this is this is hilarious. So this is going to be weird because it's going to be you talking, but it's not you talking okay. to me.
7: Hey, Dick, I got a rage. This motherfucker who says I shouldn't shit on the clock. Mm. First off, Mm. these institutions dictate over 50% of my fucking waking life. I'm going to steal my five bucks for them and take a shit when I get to work. (laughs) Second off, are you fucking Vincent adult, man? You got (laughs) meetings to go to? Good for you, pal. I'll be (laughs)
3: shitting.
2: Good for you, pal. Good for you, guy. Good for you, pal, there Good for you, buddy, with your meetings.
6: Yeah. I'll
2: be be (laughs) shitting. Responsibilities. That's that's his catchphrase at work. I'll be shitting. Hey, we got a time, we got a meeting in ten minutes. Oh yeah. Maybe for you. Always Always be (laughs) shitting.
4: Uh, this our conversation just not reminded me of this because again I mentioned like a big shot like I got a lot of shit going on and yeah. I, I get that the guy's going oh this guy's got meetings fuck this guy you caused a lot of controversy I did. with that
2: comment a lot of people are very protective about their work shits
4: Dude, I had no idea there are so many people who have come back at me and said you're an asshole we all shit at work <laughs> and I find it to be offensive it's rude to shit at work you're, you're ruining it for everybody else. You're fucking shit up. Yeah, the bathrooms
2: at work should be for sleeping only, not shitting. I I was surprised to see so many people get so defensive over their work shits. Like, whoa, 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 come. You know, he's not proposing uh, an ethnostate here. He's just talking about that he doesn't like to shit at work. Well, fuck that. That guy's an idiot.
4: (laughs) Okay. There's so much of that. You put up the YouTube clip, and every single person on the YouTube comments is like, fuck this guy. Why does he think I can't shit at work? That's all I want to do is shit at work. I go to work so I can shit. Like okay, I, are we getting are we getting any work done? I guess not. <laughs> Nonstop shitting. You show up at work, so, put so, your hard hat on, and head straight to the toilet. So, so Dick, here's my question. I I know that with the the laws, HR, when you interview somebody for a job, you can't ask them what their age is. You can't ask them what their sexual orientation is. There's a lot of things you can't ask about someone. It's illegal. Yeah. Yeah. I want to add a new question for every HR manager: Do you shit at work? That's got to be legal,
2: right? That they that they ask. Well, yeah. How if in your estimation, how we're going to call your former boss and ask how much <laughs> you shit at work? Right. What are they going to say?
4: Right. <laughs> we're planning on making you an offer, but before we do, I want to know: Do you plan on shitting at work? And I want to hear what people's response is to that. Because I guarantee you in that interview, I shit at home, sir. I would never, ever come to work just to shit. And yet these assholes are fucking gallivanting around. Oh, all I do is shit at work. I'm the best at (laughs) shitting. Why is this? I don't understand why they're so proud of themselves. Oh uh, no, they're really getting one over on. <laughs> they're so like, they're so giddy about it. That's
2: the head tapping meme. Like <laughs> that can't can't work at work if you shitting at work. Like all right, buddy, you got you really you really duped the system there. Um, <laughs> As, I don't pay taxes. I just I send in shit. I send in pictures of me shit. <laughs> it's gonna be a bullet point on my resume if I ever have to make one uh, again. It's gonna be shits at home. Only. I love, no, I, uh, I love that. Programming knows, knows Microsoft Word, <laughs> knows Excel, and pivot tables. Shits at home <laughs> exclusively.
4: Calculated fields, no problem. Also, shit at home. at <laughs> home. I got it. Um, one more clip I have from Maddox's show, and this is Dreadmere owning Maddox.
7: And all the, the only reason they're doing that, they're not doing it for your benefit, they're doing it for their benefit. And oh, it
4: is, oh shit. The evil, big evil corporate businessman taking advantage of the little guy once again. Oh, so Maddox thinks that Facebook is doing things for their own benefit? No
3: shit, Sherlock! No shit! No shit, Sherlock! No fucking shit, Sherlock!
4: He's uh. so naive, that guy. Yeah. Uh,
2: Was there any research at all into what they're talking about? Like Maddox is the last person in the world who's got any marketing experience, like real, you know, any uh, any kind of studies. Like I know Facebook experiments with sentiment analysis and trying to push people toward like feeling uneasy and like they A, B test for mood to see what ads work. I'm sure they're up to that. But Throwing them. Throwing Facebook under the bus for doing things for them is not a robust argument.
4: It's insane. Oh, you know, this car company, they want to get you in a lease so that when your lease is up, you have to get another one of their cars. Yeah. What an evil corporation that is. Like, that's <laughs> what, what are we talking about. That's how that works. <laughs> Holy shit. Um, anyway, that's a tough su- show to listen to. I don't know who's still listening to that show.
2: That's what I hear. I think only the mentally deranged are listening to that show uh, like child, based, on, based on some of the comments. <laughs> yeah. Child, convicted child and uh, pedophile, convicted pedophiles. Yeah. Dick, you had a and rage
4: like on your show last week about the lottery. And yeah, I, I just could not agree more. I I hate the fucking lottery. It's like legalized gambling for the state. There's yeah. no other gambling that's about to happen, but for some reason we can put this tax on poor people and get them to buy these scratch-offs. My biggest problem with the lottery, and I don't know how it is in L.A., but in New York, there's 30 different scratch-off games, and I'm standing behind this guy who's picking them out one by one. <laughs> like, just, there should be as many scratch-off games as there are prices of s- scratch-off games. There's a $1, a $2, a $5, $10. Like, wh- what are we doing? Do you guys think the odds are different if you play the crossword one versus the Prices right one? It, they're all just fucking scratch-off games. You, forty percent of the money goes back to the person who's gambling on it. It's a shitty it's, rigged system. It's so weird. Like the
2: the idea behind it is so weird. the 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 the, the fact that the government has created like a monopoly pricing scheme for yes. different levels of moron who are buying these scratch offs. <laughs> like, exactly oh no. Right. We, we found in our research that some morons they feel poor when they get the $1 scratchers. They want a they want a $10 scratcher. Yep. So we like it's uh, uh the whole I, I don't I don't understand it at all. I think it is just to take their money back so they don't spend it on
4: something stupid so we can give it back again to them. And Maddox brought this up on the is marketing evil show. He starts talking about the lottery and he says is the is the lottery evil even though we're talking about marketing is he no idea. he's just trying to win an argument he has no idea what he's talking about so he yeah. asks his guest is is the lottery evil and the guest goes well no they do pay out the winner and everyone knows they have a very slim chance of winning yeah it's not evil the, the part that's evil about it is that you can't set up a fucking casino unless you have native american blood for some reason which makes zero sense yeah but the state can go ahead and just rip money out of people's pockets. No problem. Nobody bats an eye. Oh, it's going to schools. Is it? Cause the school system sucks. I don't, I'm not even understanding what the end game is here. And they don't, they don't give it to
2: schools in a way that can be tracked either because it's right. random. The amount that comes in. So they just give it as discretionary income. It's like, why did, why do you got, you guys know that people have a problem with this. Why? It, would, it would be like if only the government was allowed to sell heroin, which I guess they are. And it is a huge, like opioids is a huge <laughs> yep. fucking problem for this yep. reason.
4: <sighs> all right. We're getting too political. Yeah. yeah. All right. I want to, um, real quick, do you, do you have a, a few minutes here still, Dick? I'm keeping you sure. on time. Yeah, right, I got all the awesome. time in the world. Um, are you familiar with uh, Opie from Opie and Anthony?
2: I am. Sweet. I'm not. Uh, I hear that he's the Maddox in that split.
4: <laughs> he so is. I got. Yeah. A, I got a quick package. I I want to play for you. I'm going to play my Opie singer real quick.
1: Yeah. Opie Radio. The
5: Opie Radio
1: Podcast.
4: All right, Anthony Cumia, who's the Anthony from Opie and Anthony. He has mm-hmm. a show with Dave Landau. And he, uh, once again, earlier this week, talked about who are these podcasts. So this is my, uh, my clip just to do my, my little, oh, nice. uh, yeah, my, my victory lap uh, clip.
3: So Opie is at Westwood One. He's doing a podcast over there. He tapes a podcast, uh, does it twice a week. I think sometimes he tapes one and then makes a, it a two-parter, an exciting two-parter. <laughs> Tune in next week. For the exciting conclusion of Greg OPU's. I can't imagine like what would need two parts. Uh, stuttering John, I think. Stuttering John was a two-parter. I heard that on Who Are These Podcasts. Yes. They did another that's one. A, that's actually how I knew. With about John. It. That's the only way I know. With John, I, I love it. Go to Who Are These podcasts. Uh, and and you you got to see what they do with the Opie show. They actually tag, like, every show they do now about yeah. other podcasts. They give a little Greg Opie's update at the end, and it's <laughs> fucking brilliant. Like, again, I just listen to this guy and go, oh, my God, he knows me. This guy knows everything I fucking went through. It's pretty dead on. I off. don't know how he gets all the info right, but he does.
4: All right, so that's uh, – I have to oh, play that. Great. Anthony Cumia – talking about the fact that we nail it when we talk about uh greg opie hughes the
2: That's reason- cool, man oh he enjoys listening to the show that's fucking great
4: so i i get made fun of because i talk about this a lot i went on anthony kumia's show back in august he had me on as a yeah. guest and I, I did an hour on the show and it was amazing he he was like a, a rabid fan about wadp oh, he was just that's fucking cool he's gushing cool. over it very very cool so The reason why they're talking about it this time is because Opie has set up a new rant line. And this is uh, Anthony setting up this bit that they're going to talk about Opie's new rant line.
3: Anyway, Opie's doing, I think it will help him out a little bit. He's doing a um, Opie radio rant line. Now, Now, I would think this is just him repackaging the FU line. We used to have the FU line on uh, the ONA show and people could call up at any time. It was a number we would put out there and then we would play some of the clips of people just, you know, getting shit off their chest.
4: All right. So that's him setting this up. What ended up happening was Opie's show put out a six minute long podcast of their producer, Joey talking about this new rant line that they have. Okay. So you have a wide people can call in and leave a voicemail. Yeah, I do too. I don't put out a special podcast explaining all the rules to it. No. This show, this rant line has so many fucking rules. And I I implore people to go on and check out this OP radio podcast, six minutes long, talking about how the rant line works. Here's i a, uh, a I'm segment. starting to see
2: why people call him the Maddox. In the, oh, the, dude, it's the parallels of instructions. On the, voicemail. the parallels are
4: unbelievable. <laughs> it's it's. I, I don't even understand how this is possible, but Opie and Maddox are the same fucking person. East record coast. record your, your voicemail
2: in, in advance. <laughs> Write it out. That helps. That helps me. Then go <laughs> learn to read.
4: That's exactly right. All right, so this is uh, setting up this uh, this call to action, as Joey calls it, and listen to this shitty morning zoo. Show shit they they have to splice in there
1: for now we want to add a new feature to our podcast so we've hooked up the op radio rant line for you this initial call to action is only going out to our core subscribers it will be first come first served (gasps) first burp on the new podcast there you go wow write that one down so when you call your name where you're from and then don't shit the bed for goodness sake all right tim jesus
4: And I got to tell you, Maddox is doing a lot of that morning zoo shit with his production, too. Have you heard that?
2: I hate it. I've heard a little bit of it. He would always try to do that shit on the old... The guy had four sound effects, and he could never hit the right one. Like, you know, he edited the shit out of it. And you can hear it when you listen to the uncucked ones. You can hear him fumble, like, every single time. Baby whining, baby whining, poop sound. Oh, no, there there was the sound effect you're looking for. Um, Is this a... It sounds like a scam. This voicemail line. I've, I've never, like, why is it exclusive it sounds like a secret party. <laughs> well, it's, like that it's a secret going party! Out
4: exclusively if to if you want team. to smoke weed at our secret party, call the voice- so listen to this part. This is amazing, Dick. They, for some reason, talk about the fact that only call in if you're a fan of the show, if you're not a fan. So they, they have a ton of haters! <laughs> And I'm not joking with you, Dick. I'm taking full credit. I think that this part of this promotion is about me.
1: Listen to this. Well, actually, two minutes is the limit. And if you go that long, it better be worth our service space or you'll be blocked. And speaking of blocked, I have the ability to do just that. So if you're not looking to help our show be better, your sick, demented, miserable soul will not see the light of day on any episode and you'll be blocked. And I'll take great pleasure in doing it. We only want true fans of Opie Radio, but that's not to say that we won't take criticism. It just better be constructive. We're a family, a community, and it's what? all about giving you a unique podcast that evolves in a way that makes us all satisfied. <laughs> what the fuck
4: is that? He hasn't even got out the number yet. This is 3 minutes in. He hasn't even told you what the number is. He's going, "By the way, if you're a dick, we'll block you. Fuck you. We'll, we'll come and rape your mom. We don't like you." It's like, "What? Why is it this sounds so threatening? like a cult?" Like he sounds like he's
2: actually trying to talk people like, "Okay, okay. You guys got us. Well, can you just stop being mean, please? I'll block you." I'll I'll
4: enjoy doing it. We're a family. Don't mess up our family picnic. Is that weird? This is the guy from Opie and Anthony, which is the meanest fan base to ever exist. Yeah. These are just, and I, I reviewed Cometown. Those people are fucking mean. They hate people. Yeah. But Opie and Anthony are the meanest fucking people. So this is, um, this is Dave Landau, who's Anthony's co-host. Him and Ant talk about how threatening this fucking. It's called like a midlife
2: crisis, those instructions.
4: Right, listen to to these guys riffing on how threatening that is. Uh, Uh, Yeah, just too long and it's too.
3: threatening. We're going to block you and all this shit, please. It's (laughs) threatening. And the whole thing is like, we want to be a community. Like, they Uh, want, it's the FU line, but the nice FU line. First of all, what happened to him? It's massively insecure. Yes, massively insecure to say I'm going to block you And the other part is, it's the ONA universe Uh, I've been in it for five months There's not a lot of camaraderie, motherfucker (laughs) Welcome we are not a community here Oh my god Jesus Christ We're not a community I've also been listening for 15 years I can count on my hand, one hand How many times I've heard something nice Nice, (laughs) right
4: So they, they, they do a better job Of explaining that than I do
2: if you're not trying, if you're not going to support the show, then we don't. It's it's like an angry mom, like you know, it's like getting yelled at by like getting yelled at by your mom versus your dad. You're like, ah, right, okay, mom. Uh, you know, I-, I can see that you're <laughs> losing it already, Dick. just by just by yelling at me. Like I can see you're getting afraid. You know that feeling from when you're a kid. Yeah, exactly. That's the feeling I get listening to the Opie instruction <laughs> threatening voicemails about listen, being a... Comedian. Listen, asshole!
4: I know you think you're going to prank this line you and your buddies <laughs> are going to have a lot of fun! Fuck that shit! It's not going down! Like, okay? I didn't even well, think that got- until you said it! <laughs> You've done, you've, you've done it.
2: You've finally done it. You've, we've got so many, so many negative people who don't want to support the show that that's, that that's it. I'm, blo- I'm blocking you. I'm blocking you. And if your father ever comes
4: home, he's gonna, he, then you're going to really hear it. You just wait. Okay. You just wait, mister. This is going to be a problem. Um, yeah, I, I set up a voicemail line. And I told my wife, I'm like, yeah, we have a voicemail line now. And we have a lot of haters on the show. She goes, oh. Why would you do that? Like, I, I don't fucking care. People can call in and say whatever the fuck they want. I've never once said, all right, here's our, our, our voicemail line. Please tell me how great I am. I only <laughs> want to hear the show's going really well, and it keeps getting better. What the fuck? Kind of, what is that? I don't even understand. It's it's so weird. It's, it's such
2: a weird way to look at people like this is this is a message that will resonate with no one.
4: <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> Especially the O&A audience. Um, so I want to take credit for this, too. Um, Anthony is critiquing Opie's podcast, and he got this from us because this is what we were making fun of him for. Buy yourself a microphone. I- By the way, I should set this up. He calls into the Opie's hotline. so on his show he gives out the number to all his fans it says don't don't use this number but here's the number and then he calls in and uh this is some of what he says on uh on opie's voicemail buy yourself a microphone i heard you had like you had
3: three guests and you didn't have enough microphones (laughs) buy a microphone we made a
2: few bucks You're
3: a millionaire (laughs) open
4: that wallet up jesus christ greggy we, we did a show where we reviewed uh, Opie's show, and he had Stuttering John and Jackie the Joke Man from Howard okay. Stern. Yeah. And then he has this guy, Carl Ruiz, who's his um, – and by the way, it is pronounced Ruiz. Someone tried to correct me on Twitter. It's Ruiz. It's not Ruiz. Anyway, so we had uh, those guys on, and they only had two – they had three microphones for four people and two chairs. <laughs> What? This is the Westwood One podcast. Is it? Is it in a? Is it not in a building? It's like, in a building. Of- it's in a building. He's. It's been described. I haven't seen a picture of it because he hasn't put that out there. It's been described as a cubicle. It's his new studio. I, mean, I put together
2: a podcast with enough microphones and enough chairs in the middle of the desert in
4: Abu Dhabi. Right. I think you can show a little more respect for your guests than that. Microphones are not expensive at this point. No. Uh, anyway. Uh, last clip I want to play from uh, Anthony Cumia's show from this past Tuesday. He picks up a call, and the caller is excited about Jocktober. Are you familiar with Jocktober. No. So Opie and Anthony used to do this bit, and it's kind of what WATP is based on. They would listen to other morning shows and just rip them apart. And oh, it was that's... the funniest thing. Yeah. Um, and Anthony, once again, gives us kudos. So, of course, I have to play that.
3: Chris from Tampa, Florida.
2: What's up, Chris?
4: Hey, Anthony. Hey, I'm listening
2: to that six minute intro <laughs> to Opie's thing and you guys riffing on it and Holly's. Having flashbacks
1: of Jocktober. I love yeah,
3: it. Yeah, yeah, it is October. That was almost a Jocktobering of uh, Greg Opie Hughes, which, you know, is kind of an homage to a bit we used to do on the O&A show, Jocktober. Every day during October, we would pick another radio show and pretty much just tear the shit out of it because there's <laughs> so much bad radio out there. We should do Jocktobers uh, for some podcasts, but what are these podcasts are really doing that? That's... Uh, they're doing a very good job of it. Um, every uh, every week, I guess, they put out a new one, and it's it's terrific. I couldn't be happier that someone's yeah. taken the ball and run with shitting on other
2: people's work. All right. <laughs> out. Oh, That's fantastic. Yeah. You. Yeah.
4: I'm a big success, which means I have to play our favorite jingle here. All right. All right. Ah, Dick, this has been, this has been a lot of fun. Yeah,
2: it's a lot of fun. I really enjoyed when you called into my show too. That was a blast.
4: I appreciate that. I I enjoyed that. Um, I'd love to have you on the show again. If if you're interested, I've taken up a lot of your time today, but. uh...
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, You know, I didn't even get to tell the story of when I took 80s girl to this place called Cat House on a Hill. Oh, I don't please, you, please do. Uh, we were driving to Yosemite, and she really, she's like, "Oh yeah, let's just stop at this little place called uh, it's got a cat cat house on a hill. It's no big deal, it really. It would really mean a lot to me." Um, it was a cat. It was a, a like a three acre farm with foster kittens with like a I think it was eight hundred and fifty cats. It was the most disgusting Shh. experience oh, of yuck. my life. <laughs> and listening to that podcast brought like there was a cloud like <laughs> pig pen. On the enti- on the entire things these cats had literally taken over a house and a farm. Um,
4: I've watched with... I've watched hoarders where these people have like 30 cats like they, they will take over they will destroy everything.
2: Yeah, I love, I love, I love Animal Hoarders so Me much. Me too. Like, it's I, so you know, fun. I get some kind of sick, <laughs> cynical orgasm watching that. They're like, "Oh yeah, you, you fucking cry, you bitch." I'm sitting there beating off with one hand. I'll, I'll rewind it when they break them. You know. Oh, I, I, oh we, one more, one more, come on.
4: Ah! When they find the dead cat underneath the sofa that's been there for three years, they're like, "Is this your cat, ma'am?" Oh my god, I, you're exactly yeah. right. The remote in one hand, like putting it in slow motion. The other hand just totally going, to, going to town. <laughs> That's great. Uh,
2: yeah, I love that show. All right. Yeah, man, it's been a pleasure. You are doing a great job here.
4: Oh, you know what? Real quick, Dick. I got to read a couple of reviews of sure. The Best Debate in the Universe. Okay. I found these online. So you know that because of you, he had to change his iTunes feed? Oh,
2: yeah, because I stole
4: to, or cause I stole back the old one. Yeah, That was so amazing. <laughs> that was one of the best things I've ever heard in my life. So because of you, he had to put up The Best Debate in the Universe, parentheses, again. And (laughs) so his new feed has nothing but negative reviews. And they're so funny. I just want to read a couple of them to you. Okay. This is one from, uh, from August 19th called the uh, the title is poop cast one star. And it says, if a dog took a poop, ate that poop and then pooped it out again, I would rather consume that than this podcast. here's another one that's just awful one star it says uh this show is cancer and also gave me aids i now have cancer aids (laughs) improv (laughs) and then the last one is um uh where did the biggest problem go one star this show is much worse bring back the old co-host who originally appeared on number one (laughs) one (laughs) three I don't know if you saw that one or not, but that was fucking
3: oh,
2: hilarious. Oh, that's a, it. all oh, I just love the cleverness that the, that Dick show fans put into their cruelty. It says uh, delicious. I every re- morsel is delicious. Like the way the Marquis de Sade describes eating excrement. Every, every, every piece is so succulent.
4: I read the Reddit all the time. And I've always said that, you know, a show is good when the Reddit is just mean. Yeah. And your, your Reddit is so fucking mean. I love it. <laughs> So great. Well, this is the time when we'd normally be playing a teaser for next week. I didn't have time to figure out what show we're doing next week. So there will be no teaser. And uh, so with that, I say, uh, please join us again next week because it might be the show where we find out once and for all, who are these podcasts? Sleep well, everypony.
1: Starting in the mosh pits of morning radio. And now the show is over now. Okay. Great show. Good job, everybody. Great job, everyone. right. Think about it. Would this be interesting to you? What do you listen to? Fucking things suck.
3: This dude is fucking corny. All of it's bad, none of it's good.
7: You know, who are these podcasts? I don't know.
0: I don't get it.
2: Makes no sense. Dick. Hey. Dude. Man, you're really good at this.
4: Dude, you crushed it you I don't know how today. you move
2: it so fast, but it's like, I, <laughs> I feel like I'm on old-style radio. Like, bam, bam, clips, clips, clips. <laughs> Thank you. I that, can't even keep my voicemails straight, but you're really on top of it. It's incredible.
4: That is my claim to fame. I've had other um, podcast hosts come on and call us with me, and that's the one compliment I get. Not that I'm quick-witted or interesting, <laughs> but they're like, you move the show along very well. Like, I don't want anything to be boring. It's just like, keep going. What's next? What else? What else is going on?
2: Yeah, it really puts me on my game. Like, I was doing the Ralph retort where it's three hours uh, of guys getting right. uh, progressively more and more shit-faced. But this is like, <laughs> oh, yeah, okay, okay, i got I got to be here to play.
4: Good, good. That's what I like to That's, hear. That's hey. actually the best compliment I can get.